So there are countless people who have done really, really well as podcasters, really, really well on YouTube or social media. It's not because they went to the podcast or they went to YouTube or they went to social media. It's because they treated it like a full-time job. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting, what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Podcast Growth Nation, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasting all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode, episode number 67, One Big Reason You're Not Getting Clients. Again, if we started the podcast with the goal of making money, clients is going to be one of the easier slash highest return on investment ways to make money. So, that's what we talked about in the previous episode. Today, for episode number 68, five of the biggest lessons from guesting on over 700 other podcasts. So if you are listening to this, I may have been on your show and you may have come across this show when you were researching me or maybe we talked about it after or whatever it may be. So I just want to start by saying I'm not calling anybody out with these five lessons. And I don't mean any of them negatively, but my goal is to help you succeed when it comes to your podcast. And if you were going through this and you checked off, oh, I'm making four out of these five mistakes, maybe it's an opportunity for growth and maybe some of the pivots and some of the shifts will help bring you more success, help you stay podcasting for longer, which I do believe will lead to more success. So these are in no particular, particular, it's a tough word, order. I just went through and as I, as I experienced being on other shows and I experienced the follow-up process and all that, that goes with it, I just tend to jot down notes and then say, okay, well, maybe eventually I'll do an episode on that stuff. So starting with number one, we did a whole episode on this at some point, but I feel like just reiterating the point would be valuable. There are many podcasters who are trying to get their guests to help them grow their show. And all I mean by that is, I unsubscribed from someone's email list today. They had me on their show as a guest, and now they're sending me emails about the other guests or about their offerings or their courses or whatever it may be. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad move. I unsubscribe just because I try to keep my inbox relatively clean and what that person is offering just isn't in alignment with something that I'd be interested in purchase purchasing. The truth is I'm not that person's ideal client. So there's a thought right there. The odds. Now, can you have guests on your podcast that are also potential clients? Absolutely. But unless that's your approach from the beginning, you're probably wasting a lot of time by saying, okay, after I have a guest on, I'm going to send a message to them and I'm going to have them Give me a review. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Could you please leave a review? Here's the problem. If I leave a review, it's going to be from a place of 
as a guest, not as a listener. And it doesn't really, it doesn't really help us in the long term. Now, if you have a hundred guests on a year and every single one leaves a review, yes, that will boost your credibility. But remember, as of October 2023 of the time of this recording, getting people to leave reviews does not help the algorithm. So it's not like that's going to help the algorithm. It will help with social proof for sure, but it's not really a sustainable system because you're not getting reviews from the people that actually are listening to the podcast, then reviewing it. That's one thing I see very often. And then the email list thing is another one. Just because you have a guest who comes on your podcast doesn't mean you should be emailing them, especially since there are legalities around emailing people who do not give you consent to email. Now, again, do I care to that level? No, absolutely not. We were probably doing stuff like that in the beginning, trying to figure it out. But all I mean is for the one big point on this one, that's not a sustainable system and that's not going to be a sustainable, sustainable way to grow your podcast. You're not going to grow your podcast by getting your, your guests to listen to it. It's going to have to be way other, uh, many, many other ways that that's not going to be the one. So number one, I've seen a lot of podcasters who are trying to get their shows to grow by leveraging their guests more than anything else. It probably seems like a valuable shortcut in the long run. I'm willing to bet it will not work just because you're not building a community. You're not doing the necessary steps to actually get reviews for your show. So that's number one. Number two, and this is a big one. And this goes back to another episode, another recent episode where when I start coaching someone, I say, how much time, energy, effort, and focus are you willing to put in? The number two thing is many people want 100% of the results with 20% of the effort. I remember I had a client a couple years ago and he said, I'm just frustrated my podcast isn't at 10,000 downloads per month yet. And I remember thinking to myself, you're not doing enough to get the podcast to 10,000 downloads a month. This isn't this isn't necessarily that you're not a good podcaster. It's not necessarily the fact that you don't have great guests. It's not necessarily the fact that your show isn't good, but maybe you're not doing enough of the social media. Maybe you you're you don't have a Facebook group. So that's not working the way it could. You're not going on as many other shows as you could. Your calls to action for your podcast aren't that great. When you go give a speech, you're not talking about the podcast. There's a million, a million ways to increase the opportunity to get 10,000 downloads a month. But one of the the simplest things is you kind of have to be able to put, or you have to, you have to be willing to put in 200% effort for 20% results for a long period of time, long before you ever get to that mark. And we never desired to get to 10,000 downloads a month. That was never really a thought. I didn't, that wasn't really a goal for us. We want to have the most successful podcast in the holistic self-improvement space in self-improvement as a, as a whole, really. So in order to get to 10,000 or in order to get to that goal, we're going to have to go through 10,000 downloads a month anyway. Right? So there's a lot of people out there that they want a hundred percent results with 20% effort. It's not set up that way. You might put in 100% effort and you're still only going to get 20% of the results for a long period of time. That is an important understanding. I don't know. Maybe I could look it up. 
but I don't know how many podcasts get. Well, let me do it. Let me see if I can do it live here. Stick with me. Let me see. I'm going to Google how many podcasts get 10,000 downloads per month. And hopefully it'll give me like a percentage would be nice. Let's see. Yeah, see, when you Google that, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's not really, I don't know, a lot of the, a lot of the answers that come up when you Google that are around monetization, really, but I would, I would be willing to bet that it is a very, 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 very small number. We're talking, I don't know, 1% maybe? I don't know. It's a very, very, very small number. So here's the thing. Just because it's a goal you set does not mean it's a goal that you're going to reach with ease. 10,000 downloads per month is a lot. That's, that's a lot, especially if, say, you're only dropping four episodes a month. That means each one's going to get 2,500. Now, obviously, people can go back and listen to other ones, but it's almost that. If you want 10,000 downloads a month, you have to be willing to put in 10,000 downloads a month worth of work, plus more. So that goes back to the misaligned expectations. The, the expectations are, well, it shouldn't be that hard to get 10,000 downloads a month. It's very rare that people do it, so it's got to be challenging by definition. So if you fall into that category, and I'm, I'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end for one of my, my last points, we'll touch on that towards the end. So that's number two. Many people want hundred percent results with 20% effort. It's the other way around for a long, 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 long period of time for a long period of time. Okay. This is a big one. And I want this one to be empowering, not disempowering. I want this, this one to be very empowering. Your struggles as a podcast host to get more downloads, to get more listens, to get more views, to get clients, to get on other shows, to get big guests. It is probably not a you problem. It is just a problem in the industry. The reason I say that is because I have worked with, I don't know at this point, hundreds and hundreds of podcasters I've been on Zoom with, understanding the ins and outs of what's going on with them. And almost everyone exclusively across the board is struggling to get more listens, struggling to get more clients, struggling to get great guests, and struggling to get on, I would say, larger aligned shows as a guest. It's not a you problem. We're struggling with Next Level University in our own way. We might be ahead, quote unquote, but we're still struggling. Last month, I think we had, I think we had 16,000 downloads. That's a low month for us. That's That's not ideal that's not what we want so we're struggling there we've changed a lot of things and we've tested a lot of things and we're trying stuff but it's not necessarily a you problem it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing anything wrong i think it's one of those expectation things i've had a lot of people come to me and say yeah who was i talking to the other day i was talking to a couple podcasters and they said We've done 50 some odd episodes and we've only had two people reach out. And I said, well, what if that's, what if there's nothing wrong with that? What if that's the expectation? Because here's the thing. It's almost like we either think we're doing better than we should or worse than we should. 
I've met some people that are doing better than they think they they actually are, and I've met some people who are doing worse than they think they actually are. But the the thought behind this point is a lot of the everybody's trying to get more listens. It's not just you; everybody is. If you're in a Facebook group, that's the question that gets posted every day. Hey, how do I get more listens? There's a lot of effort that goes into getting more listens. That's why many people don't have more listens. So the stuff that you're dealing with probably is not a you problem. It's probably just a problem. If you start a business, lead generation is usually a problem. It's not a you problem. It's a problem that all business owners have at some point in their business. If you're starting your fitness journey, drinking enough water might not be a you problem. It just might be a problem for for the person who is getting into fitness and just getting into that realm. So I don't want you to think that as much as this list is about what I've seen people doing wrong, I also want to give reassurance that if you're producing consistent content, you're showing up and you're trying to get a little bit better and you're doing the things that we talk about here, you're probably way ahead of people that aren't. So you're frustration around lack of growth is not something that is a you problem it's everybody is dealing with it in some way shape or form just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out and a huge thank you to next level podcasting solutions kevin and his team they have been incredible to work with very flexible on the spot with any questions that i have or any concerns that i have when i first started out my podcast i was doing everything on my own i have no editing background i have no podcasting background i knew nothing about it so i was bootstrapping all of this myself while I was still trying to take on my role as a full-time mom. And once I met up with Kevin and we had these discussions and I got on board with adding an editing team, oh my goodness, it just lifted this weight off of me. It lifted my time that I was spending doing my editing. And in the beginning, full transparency, when I was editing just my individual recordings, it was a little more manageable, not super manageable. And then when I started doing my interviews for the podcast, it was hours upon hours of me doing the editing that didn't include any of the promotional material that I am now getting from Kevin and his team, it wouldn't have been sustainable. I would not have been able to keep up with that. So I recommend Kevin and his team. They have done wonderful work in helping me grow my podcast. I have really enjoyed working with the editing team and it definitely feels like more of a team environment versus me hiring them to do a specific job. I mean, we all work collaboratively on the projects that I have and I have these crazy ideas sometimes and they come up with a solution to fit my needs. I, I can't recommend them enough. I really enjoyed working with them. Kevin and the Next Level Podcasting Solutions, thank you so much for the work that you have done in the past and are continuing to do for me. I'm growing this community and growing this platform with a beautiful team that is working for me and with me to see my vision and help that come to life. So thank you again so much. I really appreciate you guys. All right. Number one, two, three, four, number four, this is, this is a big one. And we, we are as guilty of this as anybody, but I do think we probably, we pivot pretty quickly when we realize it. Many podcasters are running a system of set it and forget it. So they do their artwork once in the beginning. They do their intro and outro once in the beginning. They do their trailer once in the beginning. 
they have the same microphone, the same camera, the same backdrop. Nothing ever gets improved on. And if you have a show that's going to be around for 50, 60, 100, 200 episodes, you're going to have a lot of opportunity to improve. You can always redo an intro, or redo an outro, or redo a trailer, redo artwork. You can always do that stuff. I would suggest that because as a podcaster, you're going to get better. If we still had our intro from the very first ever few episodes, I don't even think I had one in the beginning. In the very beginning, 1,500 episodes ago, I didn't even have one. So we've changed the intro many times. We're actually on the verge. We have to change it again. We just changed our artwork. It hasn't gone public yet, but we just changed the artwork. The artwork for Podcast Growth U is going to get changed in the very near future. So don't be afraid to change stuff. If you look at the evolution of a business or a brand, almost everyone changes their logo and they change their tagline. That happens very often. So you wouldn't be reckless to do that. I think that's an important thing. So don't fall guilty of setting and forgetting it and just having the same stuff and not improving and then wondering why you're not getting the success you want. That's a big one I've seen. And this, this one here is probably my favorite. I would say this is probably the number one thing I've learned from guesting on over 700 podcasts. Podcasting is a long-term machine, not a short-term mechanism. What do I mean by that? A podcast is not going to be the thing that gets you next-level results unless you treat it as important of a platform as it actually is. So there are countless people who have done really, really well as podcasters, really, really well on YouTube or social media. It's not because they went to the podcast or they went to YouTube or they went to social media. It's because they treated it like a full-time job. It's a long-term machine, not a short-term mechanism of, oh, I started a podcast, that's going to be the thing. Oh, oh, I started a YouTube, that's going to be the thing. Oh, no, I started an Instagram or a TikTok or whatever, that's going to be the thing. Now, can you get extra reach on certain platforms? Yes, 100%. But if you're thinking to yourself, I want to get more clients, the easiest way, the best mechanism for me to do that is podcasting. Yeah, if you want to do it long enough, sure. There's a lot of opportunity there. A lot of opportunity. But it's a long-term machine. It's something that you have to keep pouring into. So it's almost like, yeah, you might be able to get the same result if you started a YouTube channel, though. Or you might be able to get the same result if you started a Instagram page or a TikTok page or a Facebook page or a LinkedIn page or whatever, a Twitter, and you put the same amount of energy in, you might be able to do something similar. Just because it's the podcast does not mean it's the thing that's going to lead you to success. Now, I'm not saying that to disempower you. The reason I'm saying that is it's just, I know it's it got to be the sexy thing to do, and a lot of people are successful at podcasting, but it doesn't mean that it's the thing that's going to launch you to where you want to get to with minimal effort. So you can tell, I think the big thing that I've taken away is a lot of people are putting in minimal effort and expecting maximum results. And it's not just podcasting. I think it's everything. We wonder why we're not in as good a shape as we used to be. And it's because we're, as we get older, 
you can't put in less effort and get more results. I know I can. I'm 34 now. Things aren't like they were when I was 21. When I was 21, it seemed easy, but I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I think the podcast space is like that. Maybe if you were one of the first five podcasts ever, maybe you would be 21 year old you and you could wake up and have pizza and drink and go to the gym and still be in very good shape. But the podcast landscape and social media landscape, all of that has changed. It's, it's different than it used to be. And, and now it really is. If you're going to take it seriously, you can do a lot of really good things and you can turn this into something amazing. If you're just doing it because you, someone said, hey, podcasting is an easy way for you to do blank, blank, blank. That probably isn't going to be it for you, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I'm trying to think is if there's anything else off the top of my head I'd like to touch on. Again, I don't like to make these too, too long because I want you to just be able to hammer the episode and be on with your day. I would say those are probably the big ones. I would say the other thing is some people are really, really, really good at doing research for guests. Other people are just, just not good at all. I had, I've had many people mispronounce my name. And again, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It's not, it's not like I lose sleep over that, but I do know there's people that might. So if my name gets mispronounced, odds are that somebody else's are, somebody else might too, and they might actually take offense to it. I don't, I don't care. I'll power right through it. I don't care if you even know my name. It doesn't really bother me that much, but it is a suggestion of the behavior. So it's almost one of those things where, if you're not researching the earliest guests you have on, you're not really setting yourself up to get to the place where you're going to interview high-level guests and do a ton of research on them. It's kind of that thought. I remember I researched I researched everybody. I spent hours researching people. And then it got to the point where it was I could do less research and still create as valuable of an episode. But that was only because I had done so much research up to that point. And then we had multiple guests on more than once. That's kind of a, that's a tangent. Last thing I would say is many of the the podcasts I've been on as a guest, they don't have a strategy. They feel very out of control and they don't have a strategy. I'm willing to bet if you feel that way, if you, if you read a book on business, it would probably help you because again, a podcast is a business. It really is. Social media is your marketing, your podcast is you adding value, your Facebook group is where you nurture your audience, your freebie is where you get someone to make a purchasing decision even though it's free, and then your paid, whatever it is, product, services, coaching, whatever, that is how you monetize. I mean, that's how most businesses work, right? So study a, study a business book, I think that would be super, super beneficial, and then last thing, promise, last thing I promise. Most people are still stuck in the frame of sponsorships, affiliates, ads. Sponsorships, affiliates, and ads most likely will not work unless you're talking 10,000 downloads a month and even that, maybe 10,000 downloads an episode. So again, it used to be, things have changed, but it used to be people would be willing to pay you 25 to 50 dollars per thousand downloads so 
let's say you're getting 10,000 downloads a month and somebody comes to you and says, I'll pay you $25 per thousand, you know, 25 times 10 is 250 bucks. So you make 250 bucks a month. If you're doing, if they're giving you 50 bucks, you might make 500 bucks a month. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Just totally fine. But that's probably not going to create the life-changing amount of financial freedom to allow you to do this full-time. It might recoup costs, but I would always suggest going the coaching course, adding value route. Yes, the biggest shows on the planet often get sponsorship deals, but they're the biggest shows on the planet. They're getting the sponsorship deals because they're the Joe Rogans, the Barstools, the what is it? Call her daddy, call me dad, whatever that podcast is. They're getting a a lot of sponsorship because they have so many listens. We're talking top podcasts on the planet. Most of us will never get to that level and that's totally fine. But that also means we don't have to play the game the way that everybody else is playing the game. So don't be afraid to start thinking, okay, well, I talk about blank on the podcast. I could add value towards blank at a deeper level for X amount of dollars. Don't get caught up in thinking you have to do ad sponsorships and affiliates because you don't have to. You don't have to. We're coming up on, it probably won't happen this year, but I would say quarter one next year, we will have made a million dollars in our business since we technically monetized, I think in 2018, maybe. So let's just say six years, a million dollars. Now, is that a drastic amount of money for a podcast? Yes. Right. Is that life changing amount of money? Yeah. If you're, if you're doing it by yourself with a business partner, it definitely can be. And that's continuing to, to grow. Never a sponsorship, never been paid for an ad, never done somebody else's affiliate stuff. So it definitely can be done. And I just think it also helps you create a real business. It's hard to create a real business that depends on how much somebody else is willing to pay you for the amount of downloads you have. So I promise I'm done a little longer of an episode today, but I'm curious if you have been on other shows, I'm curious to know what your takeaways were. Were you pleasantly surprised? Were you unpleasantly surprised. I'm very curious to know because I've been on a lot of shows. I've been on a lot of amazing shows. I've been on a lot of early shows where people are just excited to be out there. And I've been on some shows where you can tell they're just doing it to meet people and network. So I'm curious to what your take is next week for episode number 68. Did I really want to do an episode on this? What we're going to talk about? Not necessarily. But I do think it's important to you as the audience because, again, that's my, that's my goal. That's my job. I want to add value. Are you using AI as much as you could? AI is the sexy thing. It's the, it's the buzzword. It's the topic. Everybody's talking about it, trying to say it can make you millions of dollars and all that happy jazz. So we'll talk about that next week. As always, I will have my link in the show notes for a free 30-minute podcast breakthrough session. If you want to be a better host, if you want to be a better podcaster, if you want to be a better coach, whatever it may be, I'm happy to jam with you on a call. So the link will be in the show notes. Until next week, I appreciate you all. I hope the microphone is sounding crisp on your end. I hope the video is picking it all up. I hope your neighbors are quiet. I hope the static is low. And I hope that your listeners are really resonating with your content. Until next week, talk to you then. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at neverquitkid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you.